today is all about that information flow. And that's what the network provides, whether it's big data, whether it's cloud, whether it's IoT. It is absolutely reliant upon having a robust network. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tun. Several episodes ago, we had InterVision's Senior Director of Product Management join us to discuss SD-WAN. What is it? What does it do for your business? And what was the state of the market or what is the state of the market? Today, we're joined by Paul Randelson, the Global Vice President of Value Management at Silver Peak, a leader in the SD-WAN space. Welcome to the show, Paul. Why, thank you, Jeff. I got to tell you, I'm a longtime podcast listener. I'm really excited to be with you today. Well, we're excited to have you on the show and to uh, really drill down more into this whole topic of SD-WAN because I think there's a lot of interest in the market today. A lot of folks we talk to are wanting to learn more. To our listeners, SD-WAN probably means software-defined WAN or wide area network. Silver Peak puts a different meaning to that acronym, calling it instead self-driving WAN. Now, I've heard of self-driving cars and self-driving tractors, I am from the Midwest, and self-driving forklifts. I've not heard of a self-driving network. Paul, what does Silver Peak mean by that, and how is it different from a software-defined WAN, and in turn, how is that different from a traditional WAN? So, Jeff, let me build upon your car analogy, because I think that's a great one. If you look at companies like Waymo and Uber and others, they are all racing to build self-driving cars. What does that really mean? It means you, in the morning, get into your car and say what you want. So take me for my favorite coffee, then take me for my favorite breakfast, and then take me to the office. That's the direction you provide. And then the car analyzes in real time literally hundreds of variables like traffic, like weather, driving distance, the distance that it can go without charging and others. And it allows you to focus your attention on other priorities. So that is our vision at Silver Peak to create a self-driving WAN. We think that you should tell the network what you need for your business and let the network optimize the information flow. The network continuously adapts and it is business driven which means it will prioritize how information flows between your business critical applications and all other applications to ensure ultimately the highest quality of experience for your users and the ability to prioritize your energies and focus on driving your business needs for your customers. That's an amazing vision of networks. How close are we to this today? The reality is Every day we are getting that much closer. So already we are investing in AI and machine learning to improve the intelligence of the algorithms behind our software. But we are business driven today. So 
by this site, you can prioritize the information flow of your application. So let's let's double click on that. Yeah. At your headquarters, you might want to prioritize your ERP traffic, and you might want to prioritize your voice and video traffic because, as we know, if you push that CEO to get on Skype and the call doesn't work very well, that CIO <laughs> is going to hear about it and, uh, yes. it's, and not in a good way. Versus at a call center, you might prioritize CRM traffic. A manufacturing center, you might prioritize your MES, your manufacturing execution system traffic. So we have the ability now for you to prioritize the mission-critical applications and deprioritize applications like Facebook and other social applications that might be taking a lot of bandwidth uh, from your WAN that you don't realize as your users are employing that over breaks and different downtimes in their day. So the state of this today, the network engineer, if you will, would still be uh, creating some sort of profile, traffic shaping profile in the more, I'll call it traditional, I, I hate to use that term when we talk about software defined networking, because I, th I think it's far from traditional yet. But in that mode, they're creating logic into the configurations of the SD-WAN. Are you saying at some point in the future, they're going to be able to talk to the device? Or is it not going to go that far? You know what? I think that's a conversation with David Hughes, our CEO, and others who are the visionaries. What I can tell you is where we're at today uh -huh. and what that network engineer would do is to build templates by the site or at the site level. So as, as I mentioned, whether it's call center, manufacturing, any number of sites, build a template and then tell the network how to prioritize the information flow across the applications based on that template and then the network will now optimize that for you it will optimize across the circuits and it will optimize based on the priorities you dictated for that network okay so are you embedding ai and machine learning in the device or the software itself or does that take place in your research and, and engineering department to improve the algorithms that get deployed with the device. Does that make sense? It does, and we are embedding it in the software itself. I mean, this is software-driven wide area networking, and that is the biggest difference of how customers have done built their WANs in the past. Now the software is using the AI is using the logic to prioritize the traffic for you so that you don't have to focus efforts on coming up with the logic and the commands of how to do it. We can only think of so many permutations. Let the software analyze thousands of permutations in, in real time to come up with that optimum traffic flow. This process of continuous learning, is there a human feedback loop? In other words, can either the manufacturer like Silverpeak or the end user organization help it to continue to learn? Is that built into the process in any way? It does by understanding the information flow across the circuits and, and really pointing out 
to the software where it is not meeting certain minimum quality standards. So again, I'll come back to the voice and video. There mm -hmm. are things such as MOS scores that will tell you how much degradation, how much loss of information across a circuit is acceptable to have a, shall we say, a quality video call. So we can help feed back into that logic that says it needs to maintain a certain level in order to meet minimum uh, yeah. standards for users. Gotcha, gotcha. So in our previous episode on SD-WAN, we touched on some of the reasons why businesses should be considering moving in this direction anyway. So Paul, I'd love your thoughts on why SD-WAN. So Jeff, I'm going to turn this question back on you for a second. and, and <laughs> Well, that's and not you'll fair. See, well, we'll see, but I think you're going to answer this question for me. Let's see how this plays out. So All right. Jeff, how do you decide when you should upgrade your HVAC system at your home? Wow. Um, when, it, when it keeps failing so often that I have my uh, repairman out here on a weekly or, or monthly basis, and uh, then it's time to upgrade. Okay. Any other reasons you might consider upgrading your HVAC at your home system? Well, I suppose if a new version, if you will, came out that was much more energy efficient and could provide the environment within my home that I desire for less cost would be another reason for doing it, I suppose. Okay, so I've really heard you say three things with that answer. The first is costs. If your annual operating expenses, if your annual costs are becoming too much, if it's, if it's something that's on your radar that you think you can have lower costs by investing in high efficiency HVAC, you yep. would consider an upgrade. Yeah. The second yeah. thing I heard you say is too much aggravation, too much really <laughs> network downtime. Right. And if right. that is impacting your comfort that is impacting your ability to focus on the things that are priority to you, you would consider investing in a new system. So network downtime. And the third thing I heard you say is, has it outgrown your needs? So are you looking at renovations? Are you looking at really growing the footprint of your house so that current HVAC doesn't meet your current or future needs? Those are three reasons that customers and prospects should consider investing in SD-WAN. I love that analogy. Um, one of the challenges I would see in staying with that analogy is if I've got a traditional HVAC system, maybe it uses a heat pump to help uh, be efficient. I'm not sure that I would change that out for the... Uh, the ground loop where it's uh, the hydrothermal uh, process for geothermal. Heating. Yep. Geothermal. Thank you. Because then I might be needing a whole different company to support me in that. Is that analogous to uh, changing out from a traditional command line driven network to more software defined network to, uh, as Silver Peak calls it, a self driving network? I think it is analogous, but I think it's a little extreme. So what do I mean by that is if you're replacing a traditional HVAC in-premise system with a geothermal, you're getting into major excavations, major costs, very disruptive. The nice thing about investing in SD-WAN is you can 
take an approach and adoption that makes sense for you. You can start with a few sites and you can really decide at what pace you want to grow. It's not an all or nothing with the example that you used. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. So is, uh, is SD-WAN ready for prime time today or are we still on what a lot of organizations out there would call bleeding edge? The short answer is yes, it is ready for prime time today, but I would put a caveat of subject to your needs and understanding the capabilities of the various vendors in the market. Over the last three years, we've seen the SD-WAN market grow from a handful of vendors to more than 70, and there is a lot of confusion out there in the market right now. But I will tell you, I've seen organizations in traditionally risk-adverse industries such as banking and healthcare that now rely upon SD-WAN to both better serve their internal and external customers. Paul, I know as organizations out there begin to evaluate whether or not they should move in the direction of SD-WAN and whether they should move now, they need to do an evaluation. I think uh, you have talked about the customer value assessment and what that that drives for the end customer. Can you tell us a little bit more about that from your perspective? Absolutely. A customer value assessment is the way to really answer three questions. Question one, should I invest in SD-WAN? Question two, who should I partner with? And Question three, the most important one, when should I do this or should I do this now? An organization really needs to understand the operational, strategic, and financial benefits of investing in SD-WAN. And in turn, this allows those companies to really decide where to prioritize SD-WAN against all the competing demands they have for capital and time constraints. I think a lot of our listeners may be out there thinking to themselves, gee, I already have a big investment in network gear. Uh, It comes up for refresh at different points in time. Most of it still isn't fully depreciated. Then they switch and think of the commitments they have on their current circuits. They certainly aren't on a coterminous renewal. Then it becomes, can I get broadband into all my locations? Because as I understand SD-WAN, that's one of the big uh, areas of savings is you can trade out uh, expensive point-to-point or MPLS circuits for less expensive broadband. Uh, What if I can't get that into uh, all my locations? So, Paul, how would you work with that listener to help them determine how to move forward in that chaos of all those components? You know, Jeff... There are some clear indicators of when the time could be right to begin this investigation. Things like, do they have a number of circuits that are coming due for renewal over the next six months? Are they considering a hardware refresh? I'll tell you a third one is, are they looking at their data center costs, which Gartner says can be up to 25% of their IT budget, and rethinking the data center. These are all great times to begin that conversation and decide, is the time right for SD-WAN? Have you seen a case where the cost savings that can be achieved through this is enough for an organization to say, 
gosh, I'm just going to refresh now. I know I'm writing off a bunch of gear or I'm going to pay the early termination fees on these carrier circuits because the savings is so substantial and the benefits are so substantial. They're ready to move now. Absolutely, we have. And we've also seen a willingness of carriers to be open to renegotiating some of those circuit contracts as long as they can replace that MPLS spend with other spends such as broadband or LTE so that they can maintain that relationship with the customer. Carriers oh, are yeah. realizing that customers now have choices in the market and taking an approach of we will not work with the customers to realize the best needs for their business is really short-term thinking that alienates that customer down the road. Yeah, yeah. So th this is something we didn't talk about in, in our preparation conversations, Paul, but what impact do you think 5G will have on SD-WAN and the organizations out there? Because I, I think we're right on the edge of 5G becoming available in 2020 broadly. So what impact do you guys see uh, that coming to the market? What I see with 5G is that the information flow on the network is going to increase. And SD-WAN will be an enabler to allowing employers to provide their employees with the right information in the real time to work in the locations they choose to really be productive for their end customers. It's really about, as we see with the millennials joining the workforce in greater numbers, giving your employees the tools so that they can be productive for you. Gotcha. I just think, uh, you know, right here on the advent of 5G, I, I'm a big uh, future looking person typically. And I just think it's really going to change the way we work and live. And uh, I think it's just a fascinating topic. I, I could foresee a, a time when I've got a, an SD-WAN device in my house that helps shape the traffic coming in and out of my house where I do a, a lot of work for my organization. And uh, maybe it even gets so far as we're now segmenting traffic of my work traffic versus my home traffic. So I, I just think it's going to be really exciting over the next couple of years. Absolutely, Jeff. I mean, let's look at that example. I'll tell you in my life, I work from home when I'm not at our headquarters in Santa Clara. So let's think about that. When I'm at home, I'm doing calls like today where I'm leveraging the internet for my calls. My children might be at home. My son might be gaming and talking with his friends in real time. My daughter might be listening to music and chatting with her friends. My wife might be doing something else. She loves learning languages. All of these things are hitting the network and I'm going to want right. to prioritize my video calls over some of these other social applications. I might then say, understanding my son is competitive with his gaming, prioritize that traffic flow. And again, make sure that everyone is getting the quality of experience that they need to realize success in the way they choose. It, it really just all boils down to the network, doesn't it? When it, when it comes right down to it, uh, all the advances in technology and uh, the conversation always ends up around the network, whether it's home or office. It really does. Today is all about that information flow, and that's what the network provides, whether it's 
big data, whether it's cloud, whether it's IoT, it is absolutely reliant upon having a robust network. So, Paul, before we wrap for today, what's something that we didn't talk about today, something that uh, our listeners need to hear before we wrap? You know, Jeff, we really didn't do a deep dive into all the different value drivers. Again, I look at business value drivers. I look at automation related to running their network. And then I look at strategic value drivers. So I think we could easily do another conversation at some point where we double click on each of those and help customers understand all the potential value of investing in SDUN. So many people just look at circuit costs and I think about it right. as an iceberg. They see the 10% above the surface and they forget the 90% below, just as you said about the importance of the network. I think that's great. And uh, I think having you back to really drill down or double click on some of those things, it it's really changing the position of information technology within companies, which is what we try to talk a lot about on Status Go. It's one thing to talk about cost efficiencies, cost savings, those types of things, but really what's the other value add that comes into an organization? What can IT bring that increases the value rather than just looking at the efficiency gains? And I'll make one other point on that, which I think is interesting what is the insurance worth to you? And what do I mean by that? So think about all your business users. How much are you spending on their applications? So how much is that Office 365 license? How much is that ERP license? How much is that CRM license, that HR license, et cetera, et cetera? And if you think about that cost, which can literally be tens of thousands of dollars by site, what is the cost of investing in an SD-WAN solution that is literally hundreds of dollars per site or less to ensure that your users have maximum productivity of the applications that you're investing so much on. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. So, Paul, one of the things I like to do at the end of our conversations on this podcast is really a, a call to action. What's one or two things that you would recommend that our listeners do differently tomorrow uh, because they've heard us talking today? I would really encourage your listeners to look at the annual cost of their current WAN and really think about that cost of network downtime for their business. The business case for SD-WAN is very compelling. It is time that they, frankly, stop getting routered. Yeah, yeah. Paul, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. We would love to have you back to double click on this topic and dive into that business value part of the equation. Jeff, this has been so much fun for me. I think it would be great if we could talk to an organization that has already moved forward with SD-WAN and see what kind of impact it has made on their business. I think that's a great idea, and I think our listeners would in, enjoy hearing that. So thank you again, Paul. I really appreciate it. For our listeners out there, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Paul Randelson. Thank you so very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. 
If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find InterVision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.